What up, y'all? How you doing? I hope you're doing really well. This is Professor Nez. Welcome to Nez Nation Live. Are you are you wondering how you can grow on Instagram? Probably the hottest social media platform right now on the planet as of this recording, and it's just getting hotter and hotter and hotter. If you're listening to this 10, 20 years from now, it's 2018. I'm sure Instagram is probably still going to be around. If it's not, I'd be shocked because... This extension of the Facebook platform, yes, Facebook owns Instagram, has been growing exponentially in the last couple of years. A lot of people would say, you know, that arguably Instagram has destroyed Snapchat. I mean, completely eradicated them off the planet Earth. A lot of people have left Snapchat. Not to say Snapchat is not a beautiful platform and it still has 200 million monthly users, which is insanity. But Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. How about Instagram and live video too? Because the guest that we have on today, I am super excited to present to you. Get your notes, get your favorite sharpened pencil, uh, or if you're on your laptop, or if you're at the gym, make sure you know that you repeat this, you listen to this several times, um, because you are going to get some serious, tangible, practical tips on how to grow on Instagram, how to create content that is valuable, that is relevant and resonates with a specific audience. If you have a business, personal brand, this is the show you got to listen to because we have Mr. Todd.Live who is just a monster on the platform. He has grown from literally nothing to over 20,000 followers in less than, I can't even, less than a year. And he's just absolutely dominating. He is really a live video expert. He's got one of the best studios. I say this in the show. One of the best live studios I think I've ever seen, I've ever heard. And he's just crushing it. Before we get into the interview, though, before we get into the awesome, awesome value bombs that he's going to drop, I want to talk to you a little bit about me. If you're new to this podcast, if you don't know who I am, I am Professor Nez. I'm a LinkedIn consultant. I am a brand strategist, and if you're looking, if you're wondering how can I get better with my branding, get better with my messaging, I'm also an executive career coach, um, and you're wondering, I'm really frustrated with this thing called social media, I'm really frustrated with this thing called branding, I'm really frustrating trying to create a digital profile. Well, hey, you got to go to professordes.com because we offer multiple, multiple packages, consulting, coaching, workshops. If you are a business um, that has a revenue of maybe 10 or 25 million or higher, we do live workshops, we do speaking engagements. Go to professornez.com. More specifically, professornez.com forward slash consulting. And check out the packages there. We would love to help you. We would love to work with you. I've been doing this for over 30 years. I've been in sales, marketing, uh, helped my family start their business when I was 13. Uh, I'm actually a writing professor. I'm an author. So I, 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 this is something, check out my testimonials. I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. would love, love, love to work with you. Okay, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into it. Enjoy the interview with Todd.Live, Instagram expert. He has a podcast too. By the way, I'm going to leave notes to everything that I just said. ProfessorNez.com, how you can work with me, get private coaching or what have you. I'm going to leave notes in the show notes 
Uh, I'm going to leave notes in the show notes. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm going to leave links in the show notes for our guest, Todd.live. He's got some awesome podcasts, Learn especially how to grow, how to amplify, how to create content with live video, podcasting, and just my good old buddy here who's going to talk a lot about what he's been doing, just some kick butt stuff. You, you got to share this out. So please share this out. Sharing is caring. Without further ado, my good old friend, my good old pal, he has just been rocking it in live video, specifically in podcasting and Instagram. I can't wait to talk to him about this. He will help you in any way, shape, or form. He's got probably one of the greatest live studios I've ever seen. Thank you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Todd.Live. What up, Todd? Hey, buddy. How you doing, Nez? How you doing, Gord, in the audience? Uh, Nez, I'm so happy to be here today. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. I, I'm, I'm, this, has been, this has been one of those conversations when you look on your calendar and you're like, you got Todd.Live. You just go, oh, oh, this is it. It's on. It. It's, on like, it's on like Donkey Kong because, you know, a lot of – I had Chocolate Johnny on a couple nights ago who's fantastic. I mean, this guy's doing amazing stuff. And, you know, a lot of other guests. But nobody who – Nobody who's as, I feel like you and I, we, we really have a connection. We're only 15 minutes away from each other. Uh, we're about the same age. We're, we're so super passionate about the same stuff. Uh, I just, I'm so pumped, man. I'm so pumped that you're on the show. I can't wait to talk about everything that you're doing because not only am I super curious, but my audience is crazy curious. So what do you want to dive into first, my friend? Well, why don't you do this? I'm going to share this out, and you can share this out too. It looks like you joined the broadcast as well. I'm going to share this out. Tell our Nez Nation audience, just for people, especially the podcast listeners, who are a lot of new people in my audience, tell our Nez Nation audience, just give them a little brief, you know what I mean, Todd? And then we're just going to have capital F-U-N. Hey, Barb, good to see you. Please oh, share hey, this out Gord, if you don't Barb mind. and Gord. Um, and I'll share it too here in a minute. Um, yeah, so... Um, Live video, podcasting, I mean, that's what I do. I spend a lot of time doing both. Um, got, I've got a lot of content going out. I've got two podcast shows, uh, Grammar School. and You are busy, dude. <laughs> I, I stay busy. But you know what? I, I still have, just like any creator out there, any entrepreneur, I still don't use my time um, always the best. And I, I feel like I could be doing a whole lot more because there's a lot of time to be quite honest with you, I, you, you might be surprised. I have a lot of time in my week that gets wasted because it's, you know, it, I'm not working and I'm not doing family stuff. And it's just kind of like, you know, I need a break and uh, I probably take too many breaks. And, um, you know, maybe that's a good thing, maybe not. But uh, I'm trying to fill in the holes. I'm going to be working my YouTube channel really, really hard in the coming months. Oh, um, I'm shopping cameras right now. Uh, maybe dabble a little bit in vlogging, but definitely... Um, I'm, I'm teaching myself Premiere Pro. In fact, I've been spending a lot of time offline or off social media and live video and podcasting and that sort of stuff to actually, I'm working my way through a Linda course on Premiere Pro and I'm going to learn, I'm going to, I'm going to, Whoa! I'm going to, I'm going to own the people at Adobe, how good I get with Premiere Pro. That's my intent. Um, I, I just intend to crush it. Then you got to teach me because I've, I've tried to get into Premiere Pro and it just seems like, uh, you got to be, you know, like Bill Gates or something to figure that stuff you know, out. No, I taught, I taught myself Photoshop and I think there's a lot for me to learn still on Photoshop and probably I'm enjoying the Linda classes so much that, and I'm a, I'm a premium member. I, I pay the, whatever the top rate is and I have full access to Linda and I do that both for me and my, 
my daughter who's 14 years old, she doesn't use it quite to the extent that I'd like her to, but the idea is, is that it, it's a resource there for her because she uses a lot of Adobe products just um, in her spare time. Um, and in her studies in high school, she uses them for some things. But, um, I, you know, I taught myself Photoshop. I, Premiere Pro, I, I just can't teach it to myself. I, I feel like I need to do the course first, do it one time through, and I'm going to do it another time through. And uh, I was watching Casey Neistat this morning, and I was watching um, uh, uh, Think Media, Sean. I was watching some of his Sean stuff Kettle. this morning. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm just really wanting to work my, I mean, my, YouTube account. I've just, it's, it's something I haven't done, right? I have not done, I haven't focused on YouTube and with Facebook. I don't like it anymore at all. Um, you know, I just don't, I, I find Facebook to be annoying as a consumer. I find it annoying as a creator. Um, I like Instagram. I like YouTube. And why is that? Why do you find Facebook? This is, this is a great topic by the way, because I, I, I want to get back to the premier pro thing, but I wanted, uh, what, what, what's with Facebook? Why is okay. Facebook, well, Facebook doesn't important. have like, I mean, when you, when you create a video on YouTube, whether you do a live video or whether you record something and edit it and put it out there like Gord does, um, it's searchable. People go to YouTube to search for that stuff. Um, and so it makes a lot of sense to create content for YouTube because people actually go there to search for it. I mean, have you ever gone to YouTube or to Facebook and typed in, which camera to buy and found a live video or a video that someone else made. No, you don't do that at all. I mean, you know, Facebook, um, you know, people don't really create videos for Facebook in a recorded fashion. They really only just go live there and your live really is only good for when you're live and there might be some afterlife to it as people share it or comment, but the shelf life on videos on Facebook, I think are crap um, compared to YouTube. Um, and I don't want to have to pay to boost. Um, and hopefully YouTube doesn't do that. Or if they're doing that, I'm not aware of them doing that. I know you can advertise and you can, you can get more exposure on your videos, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's truly a search engine. It's meant for people to find things. Facebook isn't. And I see people and I even saw myself, I look back and I saw myself and, and I do broadcast to Facebook. Look, what if I have you on my show, and I do a TriCast, definitely Facebook's in the mix. There's no doubt about it. It's way too important of a platform to not send the signal there when I can. But if I'm going to focus a really hardcore effort on going live and creating recorded, you know, uh, and content that's valuable, that teaches the things that I know, um, YouTube is a slam dunk where Facebook's kind of like, it's an afterthought. If, it, if I can do it on Facebook too, I will. But otherwise, screw it. Facebook can, you know, um, I, and I won't start dropping obscenities, but I, I think they make it way <laughs> hard. I think, I think Mark Zuckerberg and, and, and the team make it way too hard on creators to get ahead. I mean, boosting posts and I don't, I'm not doing all that. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. And plus, you know, you've got the power of Google behind YouTube and YouTube definitely is the number one video platform. It's just, it just is. Facebook is trying to with Facebook watch. I don't really, um, I haven't really dove too deep into Facebook watch, but this is Facebook's attempt just like they do with everything else. And, and I want to get into Instagram too. You know, uh, Instagram was, you know, designed in the last, basically the last year, 12, 13 months to destroy Snapchat, right? And it pretty yeah. much 
you know, I don't think it has done that completely, but I know that you and I were very, very strong on Snapchat before Instagram stories and before all the beautiful features that have been included. It's funny because I talked to Johnny about this. Johnny doesn't like Instagram. He's still all in on, he'll, he'll be on Instagram, but he's still all in on Snapchat and he really kind of, you know, it, it rubs him the wrong way when people say Snapchat is dead. But Facebook, getting back to video and YouTube, this is something, uh, and, and Gord, Gord is saying some great things, and Coach Jenny was in here earlier. She was on the show, and she's gone really heavy on YouTube. Gord's saying that Todd should definitely have a strong presence on YouTube and a lot, of, a lot more followers and subscribers than he has. I've been getting very serious about YouTube. I'm hitting almost 1,000 subscribers. I'm going to get there. I know I am. Um, I don't care if it takes longer or what have you, but I will. And, and one of the things that I'm so proud of with YouTube, like you said, it's got posterity. It's got longevity. And it's searchable. And it's, and it's backed by Google, which is the number one search engine on the planet. And did you know this, Todd? The second largest search engine on the planet. I asked my students this the other day, and they, th they, said, they said it was Bing or Yahoo. The second largest search engine on the planet is... Yeah, YouTube. YouTube. Hello. So, I mean, you've got two of the biggest dudes in search all under one umbrella. You can't get much better than that. And I love YouTube. Hey, Sean, good to see you. Um, so, so that's really cool. And, and this, is, this speaks to, and I know you do YouTube Live as well, Todd. Yeah. How, you, you know, you, you said that, gosh, you know, I want to I focus on, I haven't had time to, and, and, and you know, you, it, time management has become something I never thought in a million years I would ever have to worry about because, you know, before this whole hyperbolic connectivity that we have now, there was a time where, okay, it's time to shut down, no more work, I'm going to have a beer, I'm going to be with my family, have dinner, you know, and relax. Those days are gone almost in the sense that we're hyperly connected and it's almost impossible now, right? Not to kind of pay attention to the phone and, you know, your, the distractions, let's put it that way. Not necessarily the phone. Obviously, you can have discipline, but you've got distractions galore now. For the Nez Nation audience, Todd, and I know you deal with this and I deal with this, and I love, I knew this was going to be a raw interview. We're going to share things that maybe aren't popular or sexy. Right. How do you decide where to focus? Because there's too many places, dude. There just is. Well, um, you know, I, I just want to get the most bang for my buck. And I, 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 and, and I mean the buck being my time. Um, you know, I kind of like it, like, liken it to throwing a stone up in the air and trying to hit as many birds as you can. I was on Gord's um, live video the other day on YouTube, which was a fantastic. Oh, uh, I watched it. It was oh, great. You we guys had a did great phenomenal. time and, and yeah. we, had, we had a lot of participation and um, we got a lot of views. I mean, it, that, that video really uh, did well. Um, and it still is uh, because it's pretty fresh. But, um, you know, we talked about this and he asked me about being in, in, you know, when I do a live stream going live at three places and when I do a podcast, you know, having it out in all these different places. And when I go live recording it for podcast and if I'm recording it for podcast, sometimes I go live and, you know, it's just it's just about, you know, trying to, um, you know, in a sense, repurpose the content as many different ways. Um, you know, I try to be mindful of uh repurposing it in a fashion that makes sense for the platform. Um, but on the other hand, sometimes it doesn't always make exact sense for the platform, but you do it anyway, just because it's, you know, it catalogs it like something might not make sense to send to YouTube, let's say, um, but you want it there because it is the number two search engine or something might not make sense um, 
to record it for a podcast, but maybe it, it ends up being fun or there's something unique about it that the podcast listenership that I have might enjoy it. But, um, you know, I, I just, I, I don't, I want to not have to spend just a boost. I don't mind spending money to advertise, but I don't want to spend money to boost. I, really? I take great offense to the idea <laughs> that somebody who absolutely 100% wants to see every freaking thing that I put out there on a platform on Facebook can't yeah. because Facebook limits it unless I choose to boost it. That's nonsense. That makes me angry. I don't like it. I'm not playing that game. And maybe in the end I lose because of that and everyone else playing Facebook wins. I don't know, but you know, uh, I haven't heard of such. I think there's plenty of other places that you can amplify and grow. So I don't, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I don't think Facebook, you know, with this whole data breach and this Cambridge Analytica thing, which I thought Congress, boy, what a sideshow and circus that was. These, these, these people who represent us, who literally don't even know how the internet works. I mean, can you imagine? These are people who have zero clue how the internet works. You're talking about the senators and Congress? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was was a sideshow. This is a total aside, and this is just something for people out there to think about. Uh, Sorry to interrupt you. but No, 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 please. I love it. I love it. I read a very interesting post that came across on Facebook, and somebody said something along the lines of, hey, tech people out there, how offended are you that you have all these old people in Washington questioning you about your business, questioning you about your tech and your products, and possibly looking to legislate them in some fashion or another, and they don't even know what the hell they're talking about? It was just embarrassing. Here, here's the, here's the, welcome to the world of the gun owner and the people in the gun community and the people who believe in the Second Amendment. Every time you turn around, you have these people who know nothing about guns, nothing about the Second Amendment, wanting to legislate it. And it's the same exact thing. That well, that's what I was going to connect. I was going to connect it that if they're getting this that wrong, right? If, you, if they're getting this that wrong, I mean, they're questioning Zuckerberg. And it's almost like I, I thought Zuckerberg was doing I, – I posted this. Is this a congressional hearing or is this how to learn the Internet 101? <laughs> Well, I mean, it, like I said, I, you know, I brought in the whole gun thing, but it, it just, it, it really resonated with me because I'm both a tech guy and I'm also in the gun business. So, yeah. uh, but not guns, but gun parts folks, you don't need to panic, but um, <laughs> hold the know, panic button, hold the panic. I, button. I am a believer in the second amendment and I of think course. they need to keep their, you know, I think the people in Washington need to keep their paws off of it. There's a lot of other problems that are contributing to the stuff going on in our country, other than just the fact that there are guns in our country and there are gun sales. Well, this is what I was going to say. I was going to say, if they're getting this wrong, these representatives, senators, they get everything wrong. Can you imagine what else they're getting wrong? Right. They're, they're all lawyers. They're not business people. They don't, they, you know, you don't have people in the tech community in Washington serving in office. You don't have gun people in Washington serving in office. You don't have doctors in Washington. I mean, maybe there's a few here or there, but you know, they're, they control, you know, our medical care now. And, I mean, they don't know what they're doing. Everything they get involved oh, in, they don't really know what they're scary. doing. Um, and it's very offensive to me. So, yeah. Well, let, let, me, let me go into the chat real quick because the chat is blowing up. Barb says, Facebook is growing up. Please stay calm on that front, Todd. Focusing on YouTube now is smart, but also daily relationship groundwork on FB is critical. Monitoring time and activity hugs. Yeah, that's interesting, Barb. I, I don't disagree with her. Yeah. 
And then Gord says, so far, I feel blessed by YouTube reach. That said, not everyone turns on all for no, not everyone turns on all for notifications. In the end, our content quality is key for long-term success. Gord is, yeah, that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful comment there. And Barb, I love what you said as well. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I, hey, Bree, good to see you. Bree's in the house. Hey, Sethi. Social media for, socialite, my favorite yeah, media socialite. You. The She's only awesome. one that I'm aware of too. Yeah, she's awesome. You know, this is the key with, this is why I created a Facebook group, an actual Nez Nation Facebook group. I've been leveraging Facebook. Obviously, I still love to go live there, but you, I think Todd said it best. I think you have to be honest and you have to be practical. It's turned into, in some respects, if you want to get that real strong reach, it's turned into a subscription service because the boosting the post and again, I'm with Todd, and I talk about learning Premiere Pro on your own and learning Photoshop on your own. I basically learned Facebook advertising on my own with the help of the beautiful platform, YouTube. And, and this in the past 12, 13 months, and I feel like I've really gotten a great handle on Facebook advertising, which I love, and Instagram advertising. But, but, but you know, the idea is, the facade is, is that Facebook is free. What Todd and I, and I think, and I'm not, I don't want to speak for Todd, I'll let him talk in a second here, it almost seems like with this, this algorithm change, which I'm not complaining about, and I don't think Todd's complaining about, you know, you're forced to kind of boost everything, even your own Facebook business page, right, Todd? Yeah, well, and that's the other thing, too. Um, you know, I know with the algorithm change that, um, you know, I'm not, folks, I don't want you to think that I, like, know everything about this algorithm change and, and know the ins and outs of it and how it affects everything. I don't. Um, in fact, I've read very little about it, but I know that I, I want to use my page. I know it's against the terms of service to build your business on your personal page. And I know everyone does it. I'm not going to do it. I want to do it on my page um, because I feel in the long run, that's going to be the better play. And I also worry that some, at some point, Facebook starts cracking down on people. You know, um, Wait a minute. Let me pause for a second, yeah. Todd. Explain yeah. to people who don't know what that means, uh, just in case they don't know. When you say your page and personal. Yeah, well, your personal, of course, is what you sign up with. So mine is Todd Bergen, and that's not my personal page. And, you know, that's for years before I was an online creator. That was just friends and family, and I post pictures of my kids and birthday parties and cakes and, and puppy dogs and ice cream and all that stuff, all the silly <laughs> stuff, right? Uh, I don't think I've once seen puppy dogs and ice cream. No, well, not anymore. Your, well, because I've I didn't seen you do your story walks, which I love. What? I you, love your – You didn't see it because I didn't pay to boost it, probably. <laughs> um, so – Exactly. Um, but anyway, and then of course there's, you can have like a business page and you can have a group and I mean, that's around your business. You can have a group page and a, and a business page. And, um, you know, I, I look at, if I was a uh, Facebook uh, hierarchy up at the top in the rarefied atmosphere, I'd want to squeeze every cent I could out of the consumers too. I don't begrudge them. I'm not angry with them for how they do it. It's just that I, I want to have my content get out there to the people who are desiring it without me having to spend a fortune to do it. It costs a lot of money just to create it. It costs a lot of time to create it. And, um, you know, look at Facebook is not today a video platform. I know they say in a few years, it's going to be pretty much all video, but we'll, we'll see how that happens because they're going to compete with YouTube. And if YouTube isn't charging for your people to see your content or for it to show up in search results and Facebook goes all video, how's Facebook going to compete with YouTube? I think it's going to be an interesting thing down the road um, when they're wanting to charge an arm and a leg just for somebody to find a video or find something or see your content. 
um, and YouTube isn't doing that. So yeah. um, I think Facebook is great for community building. Um, I do. I think Owen Video uses it beautifully. Um, there's a lot of family stuff. I know he's doing a family vlog now, um, but he puts a lot of what I call fluff. And I talked about this on Gord Show and I think we've talked about it before, but I always say fluff sells. Um, nonsensical, trivial things out of your life that really a lot of people that are new to live video would think, well, no one wants to see that. Nonsense. Oh, this is, this is good. This is important. They, they do. They want to see yeah. it. They, you know, Owen today, I was looking at um, uh, Owen's Instagram uh, stories and, you know, he's down in Carlsbad and him and his kid, there's like an oversized chessboard in the town square and him and his kid are playing chess and he's recording it. I mean, it's, it's not like he doesn't have his gimbal. He doesn't have all his equipment out, but you know, he's, he's showing his kid what the different chess pieces mean and, you know, and there's a lot of people out there who think, well, who cares about that? You know, people that haven't done live video for a while would say that. People who have done live video for a while or who've created content see the extreme value in seeing a slice of Owen's life with his family, with his kid out on a sunny day with a coffee and an oversized chessboard. You know, I don't need to see that every day, but if I check in on Owen, it's like, hey, cool, Owen's out having some family time and I get to know him and his family a little bit. It's extremely valuable content. I think Facebook is great for that. Yep. Um, so is Instagram, I think. I, I, I agree. And I think Instagram is better for that than Facebook. But, um, you know, if I'm going to create a catalog of titles that highlight uh, accomplishments of mine, or maybe I'm going to tutorials on things that, you know, I, I want to give out there for free, I don't think of Facebook as the place I'm sending that information. I might repurpose it there to raise some awareness that the content exists over on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But I'm not looking at Facebook like, man, I really got to boost my Facebook and have a whole catalog of titles where on YouTube, it's like, you know, this is what I need to do. Yeah. And, and this is interesting to bring up because vlogging has become almost like this, you know, unbelievable, um, powerful content creation format that's just taken over YouTube. Um, and really the premise behind vlogging is what? Behind the scenes, right? It's getting a, an inside glimpse, uh, you know, that voyeuristic sort of hall pass, if you will, into people's lives. Um, this is something that I feel is, is more and more people need to do in the sense of not vlogging per se, which, I mean, vlogging is basically just behind the scenes and just you commenting on your day-to-day -day activities. But in Instagram stories, and I want to jump into Instagram uh, with you, Todd, because this is, this is something that you have gone all in on. But one thing for the Nez Nation audience and everybody listening I have found this to be the most effective. I took my previous guest. We talked about this as well. When it's just you talking about your business and this is that human element, right, Todd, when it's just you talking head and all they see is you in business mode in brand mode. I think Facebook is trying to change that. They don't want people communicating. They don't want people relating and interacting just on quote unquote business mode. And I've noticed this. Like when I post, like I know you do some great stuff with your kids and I was very reticent about doing anything with my kids just because before they have the opportunity to opt out or choose or even think about, do I even want to be on camera? I didn't want to do that to them. I didn't think that was fair to them. But, you know, I knew that I could talk about my family, you know, maybe not put them in the actual shot. And I'm telling you, Todd, those posts skyrocket. The most views, most engagement. Yeah. People let me, love let me it. it. Yeah. Yep. Let me get into the chat real quick because Bree says here, this is great. Bree says, it annoys me because what about my page? It's not like the Amazing Human series makes any money. So I can't boost posts. She says she loves 
fluff. <laughs> and Barb says, no doubt that FB is messing up. I've said for years, we need to have a formal business coalition to fuel our feedback to Facebook versus individual social media influencers who can easily be swayed. Very interesting comment. And then Sethi, at this point, it wouldn't surprise me if Facebook moved towards video as a separate entity, similar to Instagram, all under the umbrella of Facebook, not in the short term, but down the line. That's really interesting. And I think Facebook Watch is that, or at least Facebook Watch is trying to do that, I think. What do you think, Todd? You know what? I don't even know a lot about Facebook Watch because I pay so little attention to Facebook anyway. I know right. it exists and I know you have to apply to get in. And, you know, it's going to be one of those things where like, okay, Joel comes in, I get it, but no one else gets to be in for the next eight months. So I, I haven't even really even put any energy into thinking about it. Um, you know, I did want to ask Barb what she meant by the EDU community. I assume educational community in her comment about, um, the, I tell you, the EDU community is responsible for educating our kids and voting responsibly and impact. I don't agree with that. I don't know what EDU community means. I mean, I think it means educational community. Mm. I don't want the educational community teaching my children anything about how to vote because they're going to teach them to vote liberal, Democrat only, and they're not going to teach them any sort of, you know, middle of the road so that the kids can choose what to decide on their own. The educational system is totally uh, controlled by liberals and uh, I don't want my kids growing up to only think. Hey, you're looking at, you're looking at somebody who's in the education business. So I know, but you know, it my friend. Um, Gord asked a question a little bit ago, if I was uh, considering, and this is a total slide, but I didn't want to leave it unaddressed, but he asked me about cameras. I'm looking at that Sony a 6,500 that everyone's talking about. Um, I do have a DSLR um, Canon 5D Mark III, but it's too big to to use for, uh, you know, to have with me wherever I go. But I think that Canon or that Sony, Ace, I think it's the A6500, uh, looks really sweet. Um, Why don't you do this, Todd? Talk a little bit about uh, your setup because, I mean, this is – this is something that is just profound and it's so elaborate. It's so intricate. I mean, I'm looking at your screen right now and, and you literally look like it's like almost like a cartoon laboratory, like one of those laboratory. I feel like you need like Bunsen burners. <laughs> you got, you know, you got all these cool devices. You got like, it looks like you got at least five iPads back there. What, what, what how did this even come up? Like, what did you, what was your process? What was your thinking? What was your objective with this? unbelievable live stream studio you know it's funny i'm watching all these things from like think media recently and um yeah. uh nerdgasm or whatever that guy is it's got like a million followers uh i can't remember what his name is exactly barnacles nerdgasm or whatever uh, uh, yeah um, and i i see their studios and i see these beautiful studios with no wires and everything is tucked away just right and I don't know if this is real or not when I'm watching that, because I know in my studio, I do everything I can to eliminate wires and to make it nice and neat and clean and pretty. And it's almost impossible if you have a studio that, you know, and I'm not calling anybody out in particular. I just, I just see all these nice, beautiful studios with everything in its place and, um, and everything is in its place. I don't place think they're as elaborate as yours though, are they? <laughs> I don't know. There, there's some I think you've got there. one of the most elaborate setups in the biz, at least as far as I've seen. Yeah, perhaps. Um, so, um, you know, what I've got behind me is I've got the Archon mounts. And if you go to Archon and use Todd Live, uh, you do get a discount, I think 20%. Uh, Todd.live, but Todd Live. But um, I have the Archon mount. It's called the TriStreamer. And uh, it actually has a phone mount underneath the three iPads where I could, so I could, I could quadcast there. 
Um, and I have another high LPR 40 microphone plugged in over there. And so the idea is, is that if I want to go live on those, I can do it. Um, but I'm setting my home studio up to where I can have guests come in. Um, and I want to do a podcast with uh, a separate podcast with each of my children. And I want them to be able to have their own microphone and their own camera. And, I love that. You know, I love that you're getting your kids involved. And I remember you, we, we, you know, Todd and I are friends and we, again, we, we, we live in the same, practically the same time zone, area zone, county, almost the same city. Uh, you, we talk a lot about getting your daughter and getting your kids into this. Are they, let me ask you this. What, what do they think of all your, I mean, they must come and be like, what is dad doing? Like, what do they, they think? Don't, they, they're used to it now. It doesn't really <laughs> phase them. Um, I, I want them to learn this. Um, uh, you know, and, and going back to your point a minute ago about the children, I was going to make a point there too. And I, yeah. I, it has to do with your question here with yeah, the please. studio, but um, you know, my kids have, have become very minor characters in my fluff content. Um, the dude know, my, and the bug. The dude and the bug. And I have people that I've never met before um, that will ask, you know, well, hey, we haven't seen the dude or the bug in a while. How are, how are they great. doing? Yeah. And um, they play a very insignificant role, but people just like, I'll probably do some dude stuff today because I'm going to the Angels game nice. at one o'clock um, as a Giants fan. But um, uh, Oh, as a Giants fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not an Angels you're fan. A, you're a Giants fan? I'm a Giants fan. My, my boy and I are Giants fans. But, oh, that's cool. Um, I want to get him I'm in I'm sure here. you're popular in the stadium. <laughs> You know what? I, I, the Angels is pretty tame. If I was at Dodgers, I have to worry Maybe about a whole different ball game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need to bring a vest. <laughs> yeah, I think they firebomb the cars of Giants fans. At, oh man! Uh, but um, you know, I want to get my kids into this. I don't want yeah. my kids going to college and being uh, spending time. I, you know, I look at college. You and I have talked about this before, but I look at college as um, merely a resume enhancement at this point. Um, it's very hard to get ahead with a college degree. You have to go on to advanced studies. There's no way that an 18-year-old is going to have any clue if they're going to be happy being a doctor by the time they finish their residency in their 30s. There's no idea. They have no idea at 18 if they're going to be happy as a lawyer when they finally graduate from law school around 27 to 30 years old. So I, I, I don't see any reason to put 10 years of time, blood, sweat, and tears and money. Not into even close. Not even close. So, I mean, I, Dude, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in the business. I'm a, I'm a, a lot of people might not know this. I'm a writing professor. I teach at Chapman University, a private school, which costs millions of dollars to attend. I teach at Cal State Fullerton, which is more on the state side. And I'm telling you right now, Todd, and I know we've talked about this. I think what you're doing with your kids is super, super smart and intelligent. And well, I've thank said you. a million times. And just getting back to what we said earlier, if there's biases in education, that is wrong. Everything should be neutral. Everything should be objective, whether you're liberal or conservative. It well, should be objective. It should be based on the facts. We're human, right? We're I mean, human. human. Humans are going to be biased. I don't begrudge the fact that the educational system has a bias in it. it does, I mean, but I, but I also think that they shouldn't be teaching our kids certain things. They're always teaching my children social issues. That's my job. Teach my kids English and math. Teach my kids American. I like the way you said that. You know, they don't need to teach my kid whether they should be in favor of transgender bathrooms or not. That's not their business to teach my children that. Mm. You know, I, could, I can agree with it or disagree with it, but that's my business to teach my children right. that. It's not their business. And they, they, they're constantly wading into things so that they grow, they raise our children to be, you know, dutiful little uh, taxpayers, one, I think. And oh, yeah. A little... Uh, leftist voters. Um, you know, everything is about saving the planet. I don't, I don't agree with a lot of the green movement. I don't agree with a lot of the so-called science. None of it's been proven. None of it is fact. 
In fact, most science isn't fact. Most science is still theory. Very few things in science is actually proven and, and, and called a law like gravity. And so it's subject to debate. But of course, in the schools, they don't treat it like it's subject to debate. You're a flat earth thinker if you think that man-made uh, global warming is, you know, false. Here's, the, here's, here's, here's how I can sum it up in literally one sentence, okay? And then we can, because I love everything you're saying, Todd. Right. Here's the gig. The educational model, take it from somebody who's in that world. The educational model is 100 years old. You yeah. and I both know, Todd, and everybody listening and watching, Bree, everybody. Uh, Ross Brand's in the house. Thank you, Ross. Thank you for sharing. Uh, it's a 100-year-old system, okay? It's based on memorization. It's based on taking a test. It's based on creating these obedient follow instructions, like you said, pay your taxes, and, and don't think for yourself. Failure. Fear of failure. Fear of failure. And here's the thing. We, you and I both know, Todd, and everybody watching and listening, life is changing every single day. The real world, business world, the real, you know, kind of outside that bubble, things are changing almost every single day. So you've got a hundred year old system that teaches the same thing. It goes back to the industrial age and you're trying to, it's like trying to fit a puzzle piece in from 1913 into a, an iPhone. It makes no sense. Yeah. Like a cardboard puzzle piece into an iPhone. It's not going to work. Well, you know and, it, 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 and it operates on the premise too, that in order to get ahead in this world, you need to have a job. And that was, you know, and you, and you have to, you have to, um, you know, you can't, you, no one's going to hire you if you don't have a degree. That might be true and everything, but on the other hand, what if you raise your children to not have to search for a job instead they create their own job? Um, and they, they choose their own, you know, it's kind of like those books, uh, choose your own, uh, adventure or whatever. Yes. yes. Um, and you, you change as, as you know, things come at you and you learn things. And, you know, I have a friend of mine who is, um, who cuts my hair and her husband, she and her husband uh, never went to college. Uh, she owned her own salon until they, they, uh, closed out her lease. And she kind of saw that as a moment to like not do a salon anymore, um, which was really cool for her um, because she wanted to free up her life. She had a child, but her husband is, you know, he's, he knows drones. He knows photography. He knows how to uh, rehab houses. He knows how to, he oh, knows how to awesome. like real trade, like real skills. <laughs> yeah. A lot of real skills. He's always yeah. in demand. And she was cutting my hair one day and she's like, yeah, we're saving for my kid's college. And I'm like, well, why would you ever do that? And right. she said, well, because we want to give our kids something we didn't have. I was like, yeah, a job where you're tied, chained to a desk and you have to be fearful that the person down the hall is going to not give you a good review and you might get fired. Look at Here's the thing. I don't want to denounce and I don't want to denounce all education, right? I mean, right. because there are, I try in my class to always advocate, think for yourself, self-investigation, critical thinking, use your imagination, use your creativity. I try really, really hard. And one thing that I say to my students, which I know for a fact, no professor on the planet says this, and I'm not trying to brag. I just want them to think for themselves. I say, I want you all, everybody in my class to think that I'm full of crap. I want them all to think I'm full of crap. Why? Because I want them to go find out for themselves. I always say, test my stuff in the real world. Test it. Why do you need to know how to be a good communicator? Why do you need to have good um, creative, imaginary, uh, uh, critical thinking skills? Why do you need to understand who you are and how to communicate that to the world? To me, that's everything. I want to get in the chat really quickly, uh, yeah. uh, 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 Todd. Bree, truth, your passion changes 
uh, your dreams change and you can't even do anything about it later in life. Post-secondary school is way too expensive. Barb says, now you're talking. Educational systems need to change. Sethi has a great comment. The original model was set up to prepare people for factory life. We weren't even planning on talking about this. This is what I love about live video. Modern education means preparing our student for a world where 80% of the jobs are currently not yet invented. Sethi, I love, that's a great comment, Sethi. Thank you so much. Todd, I mean, here's the thing. I don't want to denounce it all because I think that if you want to be a doctor, there are certain positions. What, I, what really yeah. kills me, Todd, is people who come to me. Now, hey, hey, Todd, this is what keeps me up at night. I got a student who paid $100,000 for a piece of paper. It's called an MBA, Master's in Business, and they have no clue what to do. Yeah. Well, you know, again, you spend a lot of time. I mean, that's a two-year degree. And so they had to have a four-year degree on top of that. So they've got their six years in. So ideally they've finished that by the time they're 24. Most students are not that quick. Most students, by the time they finish their MBA are probably 26. Um, Truth. That's a good call. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, you've got almost 10 years just to get a four-year degree in an MBA. Um, If you factor in any time you might take off or, you know, most people don't do a four-year degree. Most people do a five-year degree. I, I, I took five years um, because, and I went every summer full-time, every summer for five years full-time. Wow, did you? Every really? regular se- semester, um, fi- I, I went full-time, but it's because I took a lot of things that interested me that had nothing to do with my, I saw it as an opportunity to learn. I mean, I took every geography class that was available. I took all the film classes that were available, even though I oh, didn't. cool. I wasn't going to be a filmmaker. I didn't see myself as ever doing that, but I just loved film. And I, I just did the classes because I could. Um, And so I, and I also transferred from one college to the other. And that added a little time too, because there were some differences in the requirements to graduate. But um, you know, I did it in five years. Uh, It was a long five years and I had a lot of fun. Um, But again, when I went to school, I mean, I started college in 1989, fall of 89. And the internet was still six years, seven years away from being even anything uh, yeah. that showed some sort of sense of entrepreneurship possibilities on it. So, you know, I had to go to college, you know, we were pre-internet and yep. I think that, you know, we had to go to college. It made sense to go to college because, but now these kids, I mean, look, how many, how many people out there are 15 years old and still in high school and are making tons of money. They've got millions of followers. They're riding skateboards. They're surfing. They're whatever it is they're doing. And there's oh, lots dude, of them. It's insane. I had a kid in my class who's running an e-commerce store. He said, Nez, I know this is outside of the topic of our class, which it's funny because I talk about everything that we talk about, Todd, all the time. Right. They, all know, they all know how crazy I am about live streaming, how crazy I am about podcasting. But he was like, Nez, can you help me with Facebook advertising? I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Of course I will. And right. he's like, he's making six figures. It's, a, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, you know. It, he hasn't it, even graduated school yet. The, the fact is, and this is something for everybody out there to think about when it comes to raising your own children or when it comes to your own, your own, your own business and your entrepreneur endeavors is um, this thing changed the world more dramatically than probably the wheel did. And um, I love it. I mean, that's a bold statement, that's right? That's true, but though. I, I agree. <laughs> it, 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 it really has changed everything because, you know, every there's no there's no dis like for me, there's no distance between me and say Cammy Murray and um, you know, wherever he Glasgow or wherever he lives. Uh, there's no distance. I can pick up my phone and I'm on with Cammy Murray uh, live video. 
we're talking in real time, no, hardly any lag, if any, um, but it's changed everything. And um, the fact is, is that probably 99.9999% of all the people carrying one of these around is going to do nothing but play Candy Crush and consume social media content. So for the rest of us who are that 0.00001% who are creators, we have the world consuming content on these things. And it's just, you just got to get the ball rolling. You know, Gord, he's building his YouTube channel and it's really picking up steam. And you've just got to start somewhere, whether it's Instagram or whether it's YouTube or Facebook or whatever. You've got to, you've got a world wherever you go. People meet for lunch and then they both, both parties sit and play with their phone. And there might be a little discussion in between, but they're both playing with their phone. Even if you watch children, my daughter, the 14, 14 years old, her and all her friends will get together and we have to tell them they all play with their phones and they're all content playing with their phones, but being together. And it's, it's not. I don't see that as desirable, but I can't stop what's coming. Do you ever see the movie No Country for Old Men? Everyone yeah. thinks that's a cat and mouse chase between a guy with a shotgun and, and, a, and a guy with a, cat, a, a basket full of money. That movie is about older people trying to put an end or a stop to what's coming. The dismal tide, they call it. Whether Ooh, you, you that's know, nice. Interpretation. Not, yeah. You know, the dismal tide is if you don't like seeing 14-year-olds and everybody gets together and all they do is play with the phone and no one talks – that's the dismal tide. I think it's kind of ugly too, but it's what's happening. And you gotta, you, you've got a world of possibility in creating content and getting it out there and being one of the ones that's using this thing differently and profiting from it. And maybe ch hopefully changing the lives of a lot of people, even if it's a tiny little speck in the bucket. You know, if one person changes the lives of a thousand, you've done your life's work. I'm telling you, what, what, that's, give it up for Todd.live, man. That was... That's beautiful, brother. And gosh, I love the way you interpreted uh, No Country for Old Men because this is the stuff that we talk about in my class all the time. What's really going on behind the lines when the fine print underneath the story, underneath the narrative? That's a beautiful way of looking at it. Uh, it kind of makes me rethink that whole scene with Tommy Lee Jones and his dad. Beautiful, Todd. And, well, and, and this is, this is, this is and I can vouch for this. I am living proof, y'all. I just really... I still consider myself a baby in the online world in the last two, three years. I've been on Facebook since it started. I've been on YouTube since it started, but you know, I haven't taken it seriously because I wasn't made aware of the powers of it until about 2015, 2016. And I'm telling you right now, I have created not only a brand new perspective on life, not only revenue and income and dollar dollar bills, y'all, but I have a renewed energy. I, I have a new creative outlet. Um, when you're a creator, you can make music out of anything, okay? When you're a creator, you can, you can create. You find outlets to create. Live video, content creation, storytelling, 21st century storytelling through these devices and platforms has been the ultimate creative outlet for me. And a lot of you guys watching and listening. So, to hear you say this, Todd, bravo. I love it. I absolutely love it. We're, we're getting close to the end of the time, but I, wa I want to have a little bit of time to talk about, we got about 10, 13 minutes left. Right. I want to talk a little bit about, because I know you are going all in on Instagram. Talk to us a little bit about, and your podcast, Grammar School, is just kicking ass. 
Talk to us a little bit about Instagram. How are you using Instagram? How can people who are listening and watching evolve on that platform and grow and really create something of value for people? You know, uh, there, there's three Instagrams. There's Instagram, your grid, uh, the feed, the, the, the static social that has either pictures or video. That, that's what the original Instagram was, and that's all it was. And then there's Instagram stories, and there's Instagram live. And so all three of them are totally different things within the same platform, and they're all related to each other, but they all can be viewed as uh, individual components. I mean, I think that you could you could run an Instagram um, account with putting very little on your, uh, your grid and doing a lot on stories or, and or live. Um, and I think vice versa, you can do uh, a lot of the grid and, and not even do much of the stories and the, the, uh, the live. Now, I think to ignore any one of the three components is, um, is kind of folly. I, I don't, I don't think you should ignore it, but you know, I don't post nearly as much to my grid as I'd like. Um, I, I had initially intended to have a plan to where I was going to post like three times a day and I was going to create all this massive amount of content and I was going to have like six months worth of content. And then, I, you know, once the six months ended, I start at the beginning again because it would, the six months ago would be so buried by then, no one would remember any of the previous, you know, all that stuff and, and it just recycle over and over again. And there's people out there that do that. But um, I've been I've been less concerned about my grid. I've been more concerned about trying to do stories and to do a live. Uh, I do still post to the grid, and I'm I'm going to continue to. And I I do have <laughs> dreams and ambitions to do more with my grid. It's just other things just keep coming first. But yeah, um, I think Instagram it's the fastest growing social media platform. I think that um, I I like doing live on Instagram more than anywhere else. I like doing live on Instagram more than on Facebook. I like doing. Uh, it, live on Instagram more than YouTube. Um, and you know, I've built this whole studio. It has nothing to do with Instagram. This studio is, is YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, maybe Twitch. Um, but the only thing you need really for uh, Instagram is, is this. Um, and, um, you know, for those listening on the podcast, he's holding up his phone. Yeah. Um, I'm holding up my phone and, and I have, I do, when I do live videos on, um, Instagram, I do have, my live video studio involved and I have it set up to where I can do my podcasting in my Instagram live videos. And for grammar school, the Instagram podcast that I have, um, I do my interviews. Uh, and as you've been on there, um, so is Bree Palmer. Um, but, uh, I, I do my interviews in Instagram live and I'm able to pump in excellent quality sound. I'm only able to pump out the kind of sound that whatever my guest has, but it's by, because no one has good sound in Instagram or almost no one has good sound in Instagram to do it is, is unique. And I think that there'll be new features in Instagram that come that will make it more desirable to do things. But I, I think, you know, going to my point, I, I've been podcasting in Instagram and I may be the only person on the planet that's actually recording podcasts inside Instagram live. And I'm building a course to teach people how to set up the tech so that they can do that. Um, but what I like about podcasting and Instagram live is, um, Instagram live is all about ease of use that in a nutshell, that's where it begins. It's ease of use. It's easy for the consumer to find it. And it's easy for you as a creator to get it started and get it going. When I do YouTube, try casting, whatever, any of the other stuff I do, um, it takes a lot of time and it also, it's harder for people to find me. People aren't, look, people are scrolling Instagram everywhere you go. If you look at someone's phone, as you walk past them, almost everyone's looking at Instagram. 
They're not looking at Facebook as much. They're not looking at YouTube as much. They're, most people are looking at Instagram. Um, and so it's easy for people to find you. Whenever you can create content that's easy for you, frictionless, as Roberto Blake always says, as frictionless as humanly possible. Whenever you can create content um, that gives you less friction, you're going to create more of it and you're going to create it better. Um, and when you make it, you're doing it in a platform that is frictionless for the consumer in finding it, locating it and enjoying it, then you're going to have more watch time. You're going to have more engagement, more people. So Instagram in a nutshell is the easiest that you can do. And yes, you, like I said, you can jazz it up with the better audio and stuff. But here's the other thing that I really like about podcasting and Instagram live. Okay. Um, Instagram lives disappear after uh, 24 hours. So if you don't record it for a podcast, that audio is gone. And I've had some brilliant discussions. I had Granny Potty Mouth, um, Peggy Glenn, the other day. That was a huge hit. Everyone, there's so many people that never knew she even existed. Folks, I didn't know she existed until I was at Vid Summit last year, and I was sitting having lunch in Daily Grill with somebody, Ross or, or Nez. I don't remember who I was with. And I saw this woman. She kept listening to me. And normally when somebody's being kind of eavesdropping, I, I kind of hit them hard with like, are you enjoying the conversation kind of comment um, <laughs> because I'm antisocial like that out. In um, but of course I'm at a convention and so you don't know that person could be a creator. And so I'm, you know, I'm going to treat her with uh, kids gloves. And so I looked at her and I said, would you like to join in? Are you here for the convention? And so it opened up a gateway for her to join in and she is phenomenal. I love Peggy Glenn, granny potty mouth. Um, she's got a, a half a million followers on Facebook, but so I had her come on Instagram and she had the best time. But what, here's the thing about Instagram. Nez, when I have you on Instagram, um, your crowd is automatically notified that you're live. My crowd is automatically notified that I'm live. I don't have to share, you know, if you bring me in your live, I don't have to share yours like I do on Facebook. I don't have to remember. So it makes it frictionless for the guests. Oh, that's great. You yeah, don't have, a lot of people don't think about that. You, there's no sharing that has to be done. I'd love it to, where they could make it like if Bree Palmer, Bree Palmer is one of my um, big friends on Instagram and really my big friends anywhere. She and I have a long history of digital content creation, but I would wish Instagram would make it so that she could share it if, or somebody else could, or I could share hers or whatever. But right now, so like if I have, like, let's say I have Joel Com come on, I have access to his audience for however long we're live. He hmm. has access to my audience. You don't get that on any other platform easily. Okay. Right. And in fact, there's a lot of content creators out there who are big names who just simply won't share or forget to share. Well, if you have them on your Instagram, they don't have a choice. It's shared. And right. so it's kind of cool, especially for new people who are wanting to kind of make their mark to build up their account. Because when people come into your Instagram live and they choose to follow you afterwards, they've had, you know, they've had an opportunity to meet you. They've had an opportunity to hear you speak. They've had an opportunity for you to give them value. And, but when they followed you, they've, that's a recognition that they got value out of that broadcast and you're getting a real Instagram is plagued with the follow and follow and the nonsense. Yeah. These are real followers. When you do an Instagram live and somebody comes out of it, I'd had Aaron from Archon Mounts come on and um, we did a live video and I got five or seven people from the cake community 
Um, you know, he's really big in the baking and the cake, you know, the cakes and the pastries. Right. And yeah. Especially and his I, products. I had all these people from the cake community follow me after that. And I don't serve necessarily the cake community as I see it. You serve the Instagram pastry for the world. Yeah. They, they found value in it. And so yeah. I know that these people that were, they, they felt like, Hey, Todd.live is somebody who has something for me. I'm going to follow him and pay a little bit of attention and, um, and, and it gets away from that follow and follow and, and all the nonsense because Instagram is plagued with spammy type behavior. So this is a way to find podcasting on Instagram live wow. is a way to find or allow other people to find you uh, who are going to be interested, who are real. And so I think that Instagram podcasting is a huge opportunity. And I don't, I think I'm the only guy on the planet doing it. I've never heard of anyone else doing this. I don't, I don't think I have either. And I think maybe you're going to start a, hopefully with this show and hopefully with your continued success and continued crushing it in the content world, you're going to maybe start a beautiful new trend. And I didn't even think about some of the stuff, just unbelievable value, Todd. I mean, I'm loving your knowledge your neurosurgical knowledge about Instagram is just so awesome, dude. I love it. Because, <laughs> Thank you. Because I didn't even think about that. I mean, when you have both those joint audiences aware that you are currently creating content without the hassle, without the boosted post, without the needing to disrupt your own program and share it out or what have you. And I try to do it seamlessly with, you know, hey, go ahead and explain a little bit more elaborate in your background while I share this out. But yeah, that's something I didn't even think about. And then another thing, and I can't remember if you mentioned this, at the top of your news feed on Instagram, correct me if I'm wrong, Todd, because I'm yeah. not the I am not the Instagram expert that you are. I'm on the platform and I love it. You see that little play button, right, on somebody that you follow. So stories is one thing with the kind of glow, the halo. Right. But then when somebody's live, you actually get that. And plus, there's the, we haven't even talked about the Discover page, right? Right. Um, you have the play button on their logo, their profile pic up at the top of your feed. And then there's also the Discover page, which... If you can, which I know Todd is going to absolutely own the live streaming game on Instagram, you can actually get boosted onto the Discover page and talk about how that can open up so many windows and doors. And by the way, Todd, do you advocate to your clients, students, friends, whoever, whoever comes to you and says, Todd, I want to go live or Todd, I want to, you know, and I know you've got a, a even Gord mentioned you've got a forthcoming course. Yeah. On podcasting on Instagram live, perhaps. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. We got, we got confirmation here first folks, breaking news. <laughs> do you Instagram, tell people Instagram live podcaster? All I got to do is film it and load it into, into my website and it'll be, it's already available for sale. If you want to pre-order it. By the way, that's awesome. By the way, by the way, all this stuff will be in the show notes and I'm going to have Todd, uh, you know, go into the live stream later when he has time to, you have car blanche Todd, to, to list as many links as you want. Oh, cool. In the comments. Perhaps, absolutely. Because people need to, people need to find you. Everybody listening and watching needs to work with Todd.live. At least at the very least, you're getting probably the best education ever. Better than any, I would say better than any university. You're getting the best education with free content that he provides, both an audio, so video. And, oh, I, 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 there's no hyperbole here, folks. I am a writing professor. I actually work in the marketing department at one of those institutions. 
And I'm telling you right now, you're getting the best education for free if you consume Todd.Live's content. Well, thank uh, you. So many ways to get new eyeballs on Instagram if you're creative, says Bree Palmer. Absolutely. And she is. So, oh, she, yeah, Bree, yeah. Bree crushes it on Instagram too. I love, I love her content. Her content, uh, I, I look at constantly. I, re- I use her She's as a great. reference in my podcast constantly because, um, you know, I'm going to reference people that I follow and there's, there's, and that I really pay close attention to. And there's five or 10 accounts that I really pay a lot of attention to, but you know, Brie has been in my circle now for, you know, two years or so. So, um, she and I have gotten to know each other and someday we'll meet in person when she comes down to social media marketing world, which, uh, should be in 2019. Right, Brie? <laughs> yeah. I need to get down there too. Eventually. Um, let me, let me close with this, Todd. When, when somebody comes to you, anybody and says, well, you know, I hear about YouTube, I hear about Facebook, you know, I hear about, uh, Twitch and, and boy, Twitch is a whole nother kind of can of can of worms sure which i i really am intrigued and fascinated by twitch and i've had guests on talking about twitch especially with live streaming do you is that the first place that you send them you say look dude you got to go on instagram yeah well it it just depends i mean it it depends yeah gord follow brie she's she's a wonderful person um it, it depends on what your goals are um you know, I do think there are goals out there uh, that I, Facebook makes the most sense. Going back to the conversation with, um, with, uh, with Barb, I think it was Barb that we were talking earlier. Um, you know, Facebook does make sense for certain, you know, businesses or entities. Um, YouTube makes sense for others. Um, Instagram will make sense for others. And I don't think that it's, you have to choose any one thing. I think that you, you, you know, you have to choose between your options. and you can only focus on so many things. You know, as I go into the second half of 2018, I'm focusing on my two podcasts. I may be adding that third one, Digital Dojo Live, uh, which will be- I an saw in- that. I saw yeah. that recently. Yeah, that'll be an Instagram Live recorded for podcast. And I kind of liken it to a, a Brian Fanzo kind of a thing where it's like, you know, talking about things I observe out in the world in the digital space and the creator space and hopefully getting a lot of impromptu guests on like, you know, I've gone live a lot of the times on Instagram and Reezy Resell shows up or Chris Strub shows up. And I think as word got around, if the Digital Dojo Live starts kind of getting some steam, uh, you know, people will start showing up that uh, want to be seen and want to be heard a little bit and it'll become a thing. And so I'm, yeah. I'm working on that. Um, I want to really build up my YouTube channel. I'm going to be mining Gord's, uh, Gord for uh, information um, and probably Owen as well. Um, as I, as I build my YouTube channel and, and figure that out. and Nick, I mean, I, you know, I know enough guys in YouTube now. Um, and they, 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 you know, we've, I've got such a great relationship with them that, you know, I can kind of, you know, not use one person for everything. If I have a question and like spread around the, the question. So I can help you too, brother. Cause I've learned, I've learned a lot. If you ever need anything, reach out well, to thank me. Thank you. I appreciate that. I've um, learned a crap ton from all those people you mentioned and more. So I've but been, yeah, yeah, YouTube, Instagram, my podcasts, and then email. I'm really, uh, stepping up my email game as far as, uh, emailing my crowd. I don't, I mean, I still haven't hit triple digits on my email list, which is shocking, but I haven't been doing it the right way. I haven't been list building the right way. So I'm going to really focus on list building and I've been writing um, uh, lengthy emails that uh, are full of knowledge and very little, if any salesmanship in them. Gord is a subscriber. I think you're a subscriber too, Nez, but I know Gordon. I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah, Gord's really been enjoying the emails. Um, and uh, so I've been building my list. Of course, if you are watching this and you're not on my list, you can go to Todd.live and sign up for my list. Um, but I, I want to, uh, you know, Facebook's in there, Periscope's in there, Snapchat a little bit. I mean, you know, everything is kind of in there, but my focus has to be on certain kinds of content that I think at the end of the day are going to get me where I want to go and, and have the best, uh, you know, the best use of my time. Um, yeah. Because you can't, you just can't, you can't be, you just can't it, something when you, when you juggle all those eggs, something's going to fall. Right. Yes. So you can't, you can't juggle them ad infinitum. It just, it's impossible. I mean, I share in your kind of venture and your journey and your mindset, which is I'm focusing, I'm loving podcasting more than anything. Love it. You know, live video and live streaming is always going to be in my arsenal. Uh, but these are, so these are, these are platforms. My YouTube channel is growing, which I'm very proud of my YouTube channel, creating really hot, getting better at editing. I'm going to probably have to reach out to you about Premiere Pro because, you know, Gord made a, made a comment earlier. Just, does Nez want to be Martin Scorsese? <laughs> He's yeah. actually one of my favorite directors. And of course, I'll never get to that cinematic, you know, kind of mastery but I'd like to get about as good as I can get in telling my story. I don't need to be Martin Scorsese. I need to be Nez and I need to tell my story as effectively as possible. So getting those weapons, getting that arsenal is really important to me. You can, here's a good valuable lesson. Everyone, then we got to get out of here. Here is a very valuable lesson that Todd just, you know, communicated and we're talking about right now. Yes. There's all these unbelievably amazing platforms, but, 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 really dissect, really understand, investigate. Bree Palmer said it as well. Find out and focus on which platform really caters to who you are as a creator first, and then your audience, serve them. Serve them like a ninja. Serve them like a commando. Serve them ceaselessly. And I think that's a good recipe to get started. And I think it's a great recipe for even the advanced creator. Um, you know, Todd, yeah. I just want to shout out to a couple comments, if you don't mind. Real. Sure, sure, please. Bree said something along the line. Todd is the best Instagram educator I know. Bree, you might be running in small circles here. Uh, I no, I I'm kidding, but I appreciate the the compliment. I I try really hard to give it my all and to entertain as well as educate. Obviously, you listen to the podcast, and um, it's not all about like getting in and just educate only and getting out. I I try to entertain and have some fun with it. And I think that's been uh, a big part of it. It's not just nuts and bolts all the time. Um, and uh, some of these other, I know we both need to go, but uh, I'm glad that Gord and Bree, uh, fellow Canadians, have met each other. I have a lot of Canadian friends, friends in the creator space now, uh, in large part to my friendship uh, with Mike Vardy, the productivityist that I met at World Domination Summit in 2007, 2016, 2016. And uh, he and I have we were building to... relationships on Nez Nation. Oh, Live. Look at that. Brian Gord, fellow Canadians, never would have met. Here's the power of live video, right, Todd? Yeah. And I've, I've known, I've found something out by hanging, because I hang out with Mike a lot and we go to conventions together. And there are a lot of Canadians at these events. I've never been to Canada. I hope to go. In fact, they talked about me coming up and speaking at a show in Victoria, uh, which would be really cool. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's funny because it's, I, 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 Canadians always sniff each other out really quickly. Like, you know, um, it, it just happens really quickly. And then the interesting thing is, is Canada is such a huge country. 
it's so big and there's great distances between various parts of Canada. And everybody acts like, you know, if somebody says, well, I'm in Vancouver and somebody else says, well, I'm in Toronto. Oh, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you're in the next neighborhood over. You know, it's like if, you know, Nez here in Southern California, it's like, well, I'm in Irvine and you're in Alyssa Viejo and people, you know, people kind of, you know, come to, it, you, we're all in the same area, right? But yeah. they, in Canada, even though it, they might be 2,000 miles apart, they kind of act like it's just around the corner and they know of it. Um, so it's just kind of fun when I hang out with my Canadian friends, how they, how they converse about where they're from and, yeah. and what's going on with where they're from. So I'm glad that they got to connect because both Gordon Bree are fantastic people. Absolutely. Well, hey, guys, uh, I just want to say uh, thank you so much, first of all, to our guest, Todd.Live. On behalf of Nez Nation and the Nez Nation audience, Todd, you absolutely brought the juice. You brought the heat. You brought the fire. Uh, I, this is the reason why I wanted to have you on the show. You are chock full of wisdom and well, thank you. just beautiful experience and knowledge. I still need to have you come talk to my class too. I need, I need, I, I told a couple other people, uh, you know, and, I, and I've got some other colleagues that are not in the university system who need to come and speak to my class. And you have a formal, you know, a, a, you are cordially invited, Todd, to come speak to my class. Oh, anytime. Yeah. Anytime. I need it's you to do it. I, I need you to do it. I, if I go on an anti-college uh, or political rant of any sort, they're probably going to, they can't, they'll drag me out faster than anyone's been dragged out before. Not in my uh, class. In my kids, class, they've heard it enough from me. <laughs> yeah, I'll get the they'll kids be used going. to it. <laughs> but uh, I want to thank everybody, all your, uh, all your uh, people on your Facebook for joining in today and, and, uh, and mine as well. And, and for the shares and Professor Nez, I mean, you and I go back uh, as long as Bree actually, you know, about two, two and a half years. And yep. um, you and I were, you know, cutting our, I still consider myself cutting my teeth, but you and I were right there at the very beginning. And, um, you know, uh, it's, it's great knowing you, you drop bombs every day, you work your butt off. And, um, and I think you make a difference in people's lives. And I'm, I'm just thrilled to know you and to be a part of your life. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me, Todd, especially coming from you. So guys, uh, I echo, I echo what uh, Todd said. Thank you so much, Bree, Barb, Sethi, Gord, Ross, uh, you know, all you guys, Tim, fantastic, fantastic chatting. Thank you for joining the conversation. We really appreciate it. This is Nez Nation Live, y'all. This is your one-stop shop. This is the ultimate podcast live stream where you can find out everything that's happening in digital media, communications, and business with a whole bunch of capital F-U-N. Thank you so much for watching, and we will see you next time. Thank you, guys.